Hello, I'm Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. I'm Madeline Matsey. And this here is 90 Under 90. 90 movies. Under 90 minutes. Today on our show, clocking in at 89 minutes, we're talking about 1995's The Brady Bunch Movie, directed by Betty Thomas. And uh, I have not seen this movie since 1995. Yeah. Really? Probably. It had been a long time for yeah, me, too. Very, very long time. Because I know, yeah. I, I feel like I used to watch this movie a lot in that time when it came out. Like, my parents were... Like of that age with the Brady Bunch, and so they they thought this movie was really funny. Yeah. So I know I'd seen it uh, many times, but it has could it it could be easily like fifteen or so years since I've seen it at least. I'd say about ten for me. Yeah. Plus for fifteen plus for you, huh? Oh, definitely. I I remember when this movie came out on home video because we went to the video store, and. this was when uh, we were uh, we'd go to our dads every other weekend. Our parents were divorced when we were growing up, um, so we went to the video store, and it was the only time that our grandmother came with us. And she waited by the return bin because they would have like you'd they have the Dropbox, and then they'd get the movies out right. and they put them right. in this like bin, like gather them up, them all and up then so that way yeah. they can take them. The and uh, she'd be sitting there waiting and just looking at every tape and seeing like, oh, that's a B. Let's pull that up and make sure because she wanted to rent this Want movie, that Brady Bunch so movie, funny. and it was so popular. Like everyone had rented yeah. it. Like it was, you know. So it, this was this was, was a, a surprisingly big movie. Like, yeah. 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 It, I mean, it got a sequel, you know, like I that's think something that doesn't... And the sequel, I I remember enjoying the sequel as well. Yeah. The problem with solid. the sequel is, is that seven hours long. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was a joke we used to always make, is that for some reason, not this movie, Brady Bunch, but the sequel, it's like two hours and 50 minutes <laughs> long. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know why. I think it was because one time we were watching... We had it on TV, yeah. yeah, and then we went to watch something else, and we turned it off, and then it, it was, was still, still on, yeah, because like, yeah. it was on television, so they had a commercial, so it lasts like two hours yeah. long. This movie was like two hours and fifty minutes. This is the longest so. comedy movie that was ever made. This is uh, a really creative, fun way to resurrect an old sitcom. For Honestly, a movie. Yeah. the most brilliant way you could do this yeah. movie. Someone was like, "We got to make a Brady Bunch movie. That's cool. So you want to like bring the characters into the '90s, update them? Yeah. No, no. Oh, so we're gonna do a '70s." Period. No. So what? We're just gonna take them, and they're gonna be the Brady Bunch now. Well, did you see the Adams Family? Do you know how? Like, you remember how like anachronistic they were, like to their setting, like multiply that by five. Doesn't this feel like the Sunny Adams Family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're. That's totally it. They're like an idiosyncratic family in their own world. This is the period of the '90s where they were taking old shows and bringing them into the night. Beverly Hillbillies is the sim is very similar. Where they did do the Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, it's but but it's like them. In yep. a more modern, uh, mm-hmm. and people are like, "I don't get you guys. You're from like a different planet, almost." Right. Yeah, and that's like this. That's Adams, and that's Beverly. Yeah, yeah it's fish out of water. I love it of uh, time periods. Yeah, but they, uh, like they couldn't do this now. No, like it was the perfect time to do it. The grunge era. Yeah, like and, wa- yeah, and watching X, it, like, yeah. like I'm sure you guys felt like like nostalgic for the '90s then, because yeah. like, I'm watching it, and I'm like, oh, like this, this, oh my god, now feels old. When like they were old, they were bringing the seventies into the nineties. I yeah. mean, this movie you couldn't opens... bring the seventies into the two thousand 
20s. It would feel weird. Really, this movie yeah. opens with shots of cappuccino and cell phones. It is yeah. the 90s, folks. We but are in the mid-90s. Leather, Sunset Strip, cappuccino, reading in traffic. Yeah. <laughs> Tuscan take-home cuisine. Yeah. But yeah, it's so funny because if they did try to make this movie now, even the exact same way, there would just be this third level of irony to it yes. that right. would taint Baywatch. the movie. It'd be like, well, what yeah, about- sort of. I uh, I did enjoy Baywatch for what, what it wasn't was. Wasn't it kind of like a wink? Right, Baywatch exactly. wink exactly. muscles like and this boobs. doesn't happen on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> wink. Yeah, I I didn't see it though, so maybe I shouldn't lean so hard into. Oh no, that, but you're right. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, but this is the way to do it. I yeah. think the the thing is. It's also like like okay, they had cell, they had car phones and stuff in the mm-hmm. '90s. But if they did it now, everyone would be like, "Why wouldn't they use the internet?" They wouldn't even look up at the Brady like, Bunch. They'd just be on yeah, their like, like why would, who are these? Or they wouldn't even be weird. They yeah. might we might just look yeah. at them and be they're like, hipsters. "That's so, yeah, they're exactly, <laughs> That's yeah, exactly they're all, right. they're yeah. vintage. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. They'd be yeah, they'd be even cooler now. Yeah, you guys are totally right. Like timing's everything, and I think the timing of this movie is like lightning in a bottle. Like there's like there's this. I mean, it's. It's that period of time where it's like, this is just far enough out, but we're just now starting to get nostalgic about the 70s in the right. 90s that like we can watch this which and be like, oh, it's two things at once. you know. Right. It's, so what you kind of have to do, and it wouldn't work because it, just, it's just how it transitions. You would have to take like Power Rangers, which they did in 2017. You'd have to do that sort of campy thing mm-hmm. that they did not do at all. Right. Because that's not 2017. Right. 95, though, like I feel like that's what they... That was the narrative of yeah. you want to resurrect a property. Yeah. Um, everything's so serious now. Yeah. It yeah. feels like. But do you think like um, I'm trying to think of like um, like a 90s staple, like a show or something yeah. like that? that they, like if they tried to make a movie of it now? Yeah. That's the problem is like. I guess Baywatch. Yeah. You fuck could it. Do that. Never mind. I mean, <laughs> but like, you know, I mean, what um, was what's really 90s? Seinfeld and like. Yeah. And like the Drew Carey show, they're not going to make a Drew Carey movie, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, I guess just the ju- I mean, juxtaposition weird. of the two eras is pretty, um, pretty, it just works out. It's yeah. a nice formula for this movie. So it takes place in California. It's hip, and we get like this montage over grunge, and it's like it's, 90s it's, grunge. It's, it's now. It's, if anyone's like, we're going to go see the Brady Bunch movie, and they're like, when does it, is this movie take place in the seventies? No, no, now. now, right now, right fucking now. But Look outside. That's what's happening. But in doesn't this movie. like Los Angeles and movies always look just gross? Like yes. it always yeah. just looks like like endless weird strip malls, Hot like garbage. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> heat waves in the air. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. like you. you in your mind, you're like, California is so beautiful. And then always when something is in L.A., it just looks gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's that it's the sky. It's it's always that it's that smoggy looking sky. Yeah. And like the I sky, like the air and the ground look like they're in two different atmospheres. Yeah. A lot of times it's it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. L.A. does not photograph well. That's all. We're no. Saying. Yeah, it does not. Mm. And LA the traffic. Would be, if L.A. were right? on a dating site, it would be giving us the angles all over the place. <laughs> Just look at me from this side where the sign is in the background. Oh, man. Getting catfished by L.A. <laughs> um, there's Now, this is like, it's kind of satirical, but kind of not. Hustly, bustly, L.A., cappuccino, cell phones. Hey, but then we see like a little traffic sign that says drive-by gang war riot that's mm-hmm. like holding up the traffic. Like, hey, it's just another day in L.A., right. guys. 1995. Right. And we, amidst all this, we kind of seamlessly go into the traffic. In this busy, you know, LA notorious LA traffic, we catch up with Michael McKeon of all yeah. people. Mm-hmm. 
who is the the bad guy in this movie, mm-hmm. and he is because this is the bad guy phase of Michael McKean's career. And let's just in Coneheads, he's, he's yeah, the bad that's guy. Right. And let's face it, this is like. 80s, 90s, you got, it's corporate, evil has a suit and a yeah. tie, and yep. it's in investments and money, and this is exactly or in this the case, kind of a track guy. suit. Yeah, and he's got slick back hair, and he's got an alcoholic wife who's checked out, played great by uh, Gene Smart. Yeah. Played, played Could by have not used Tim a little Cattrall, more Gene of her. Smart. Yeah. Yeah. The ace, I call her an ace in the hole. Yeah, Gene <laughs> Smart. Um, but he's stuck in that traffic, and he's conducting business on his cell phone. He's like, what's going on here as well? I'm trying to sell this. Uh, I'm trying to sell a residential mini mall in this strip of land. Yeah. And there's a, there's one holdout here. All the houses. One family. Everyone else has agreed to move out, demolish their homes, you know. But there's one holdout. And he's like, "Who? what's what's their story? People are in the audience jerking off to how great <laughs> the reference is. <laughs> <laughs> or they forgot what movie they were seeing and they were like, oh, that's oh, yeah. oh, right. Fuck. I thought it was Partridge Family. I thought it was the sequel to Coneheads because Michael McKeon's a bad guy again. Do you like the reference? That was, the, yeah, uh, I, I don't know if I ever caught that before, I but I was like, ah, oh, I see it. <laughs> So the opening credits, what what would you not, what would you expect aside from the exactly. fucking screens, right. the split screens with the heads? I mean, them. the only, here's a story. This is the thing. I never watched the Brady Bunch ever as a child. I know the theme song. It but, was on Nick at Night, like every night. Right? In the, probably in this time frame. It's the kind of yeah. thing where, and this doesn't stretch quite as far, but you didn't have to necessarily watch the show, but you knew the Fresh Prince theme song. Right. It's yeah. so right. iconic and specific. Yeah. That's yeah. arguably it just, this is and parodied a million different ways. Yep. Themes yeah. are more popular than shows, arguably. It's, yeah, no, I don't know, but they had the head screens. We get the story, the exposition. Get that all that out of the way. Mm-hmm. That's what Brady Bunch does. They just get all the exposition in that fucking song. Yeah, Haunted, Ma- Haunted Mansion didn't do that. No, they didn't say no. Haunted Mansion. No. Elizabeth. I mean, they the did say Beware, foolish mortals. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's all the exposition you need for that movie. Yeah. So, oh uh, shit, we got to beware, guys. <laughs> At the house, though, like, and this is like what you would expect from the sitcom exterior house, <clears throat> bright sunny day. Mm-hmm. Out comes Alice, <laughs> sorry, the housekeeper. Yeah, and uh, she gets hit in the ass with a newspaper. Mm-hmm. It's a hilarity, gag. hilarity ensues. She's like bending over, and a boy maybe throws it and he hits her in the butt, and she falls in a bush, and and then inside, oh, well, just brush it off because we're from the 1970s. Mm-hmm. She's great. Everybody plays it like. Like that sort of alien, sunny yeah. disposition. That detached from reality, but still the Sitcom. exact characters that they were. Yeah. It's like a even thousand the yard smiles. Even there. the kids, like, are they found the right performers. Like, they don't all necessarily look as good as they should for the no. characters they're playing, yeah. but they got people yeah. who knew how to nail the tone. Yeah. I don't know where they got Cindy. I think it's from the Village of the Damned set <laughs> right? or something. But. Well, it's like, it's part parody, but it's more of an homage. Like, they, they don't, I feel like they don't mm-hmm. full out make fun of everything. I guess, like, the uh, like the pe- the people outside of the family do, but no, I, I feel I, like I, it's more, like, what if an episode of the Brady Bunch were happening today? Yeah, yeah. smack dab in the middle of the nineties. Right, not today. The, the day of the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> and look, um, we're, we were we grew up in the nineties. Okay, everything is. The, yeah, it's still, it's still today. It yeah, it's ninety five. Right? Kurt Cobain just died. You guys, we're yeah, all we're still, all still feeling it. <laughs> Pearl Jam is touring. Yeah, you guys well, got tickets. Are. Those are really hard tickets to get. This uh, movie mentioned. I'm, I'm really hoping know? to do Good some moshing. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's hard to get into that. She's yeah. All right, we'll get into it. But <laughs> it's a great line. Um, inside, Mr. and Mrs. are uh, kind of preparing for the day. And uh, he's got his coffee. It's Gary Cole playing Mr. Brady. I this is love like, Gary yeah. Cole. Basically, and I don't know it's what he did great. before this, but this is like the world being like, hey, it's Gary Cole. Like, I this really, is, I, this I is think where he Gary did a lot Cole of TV born. before that. Probably like Wings and or he something. he does like theater, but uh, yeah. this, yeah, this is... This, this is it. I, hey, I'm here and I'm hilarious and wonderful. And uh, of course, who plays Mrs. Brady? Shelley Long. Long. Yeah, Shelley Long. From Cheers. Fucking uh, killing it. Troop Beverly as, Hills. Uh, who is, that's actually also directed by uh, Betty Thomas. Is Troop Beverly Hills? Got it. So she imported uh, Shelley Long. Shelley Long. Yeah. Who also does a who great job. Who is doing job. good at this point in her life? I mean, Cheers is. I don't. I think Cheers just went off the air a couple years ago. Probably. Mm. So, but then I guess I think she had left. Before she that did because Kirstie Sam Arnold. and Diane and all that <laughs> drama. Oh man, those guys. Will they? Won't they? I don't know. <laughs> did but, they? I have no idea. Uh, did they? Will they? Should I've they, thought about going they? back and watching it because it's all on Netflix, but it it's so old. I don't I, know. I'm yeah. afraid to. My it, buddy. Yeah, I'm afraid. Uh, my buddy Nick is still a big Cheers fan, and he tries to tell me every now and then you should watch that again i'm like i can't i can't yeah. do it. no I cheers huh i can't do it it wasn't a continuous part of my life and therefore i can't right i can't go back to it like frazier is one thing you can go back to frazier and be like mm. okay yeah but sometimes i hear those blues that call and right. <laughs> put it on so <laughs> but it is still like they make such old jokes like in frazier though so yeah. they were already old jokes yeah. in the 90s like so rasputin at a rococo <laughs> exactly exactly Cha-cha. um uh, I like Frasier. Yeah. Uh, it's weird, though, that like you mentioned Shelley Long's on a long-running sitcom, and then she does a movie version of a long-running yeah. sitcom. It's true. Yeah. What if someone fucking played her in Cheers? You'd be like, I don't, I'm don't. i not cool with this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, no, they dish it out, but you can't take it They long? make a Cheers movie, and then Shelley Long would appear as that character's mother, Yeah. yeah. which is what you do in the 90s when you're making a movie <laughs> exactly. of a show that, that was from. By exactly. the way, you have Bonnie Spoiler and alert. Terry Turner write it because they fucking dom- ran the boards in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Uh, little show called third rock from the sun mm-hmm. oh that's uh to world? me like that to me third rock is they wrote most, wayne's world they i don't remember their I think exact they co-wrote it with that makes sense yeah, i think they yeah that makes sense because this does they have a wayne's world feel it. it wasn't like yeah they wrote it with mike myers right. i'm sure it was like let me fix your script right. Mike, because yeah, <laughs> sure. yeah. you don't know what you're doing yet there's a, a show that everybody forgot third rock I, I still remember. I feel Third like Rock if I were to talk to maybe like nine out of ten, like eighteen year olds, they'd be like Third Rock from the fucking what? You yeah, know? they'd be like Thirty Rock. Yeah, Thirty. I Rock. know Thirty, I like 30 Rock. Rock. Liz yeah. Lemon. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. That's not a sitcom that like comes back as much as you don't find it in syndication ones. as often. Right, it's right. Not, not not a lot of networks picked up Third Rock for yeah that nine o'clock. It hour. Dominated the Emmys. Like he won. John Lithgow would win like You're every year. Gorgeous. That was yeah. All right. So. He uh, in comes little Cindy, and she uh, her thing in this is that she's tattletaling a little bit too much mm-hmm. about her family, and she talks about how Marsh is in the bathroom too long, and uh, the dad says now now Cindy shouldn't be a tattletale, you know no one likes uh, a little bitch. He, he so gives us the shut fir- up the first formula of his of his uh, of his Mike Brady speeches, yeah. which yeah. is when you do your one thing, then you're actually doing the opposite to the other people who are then doing that thing to you. It's yeah. essentially that thing over and over. Very convoluted, wordy lessons from yes. him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she helps Alice make some cookies and get some banter going. And then um, we cut to Marsha, and she's in the bathroom stroking her hair, and she's on the 5,000th stroke. And uh, Greg takes over. 
takes Jan's turn in the bathroom. They only have one bathroom, which doesn't make any sense. And Jan's whole narrative is it's never her turn. It's never Jan's whole narrative is um, somebody get this girl some help because she's got psychological problems. She has the middle child syndrome, which is. Debilitating disease. If this movie had any way, <laughs> yeah. had any schizophrenia, I, I managed just fine as a middle child. Yeah. So. You hear voices, man. No. I don't know. You don't get all twitchy and then decide yeah. to put on wigs after talking to RuPaul and. Um, yeah, but not yet. Not, yeah. Yeah, there's plenty, and of you time. could still talk to RuPaul. I, mean, I could. She's still around. It's bigger sad. than ever. Yeah. More yes. fabulous. It's funny to see RuPaul in this and be like, "Yeah, she she's touring now." I I remember, the like they don't you hear her voice in this movie before you actually see her, mm-hmm. and I was like, and Caitlin had seen this movie as a kid, and yeah. so she was only half interested in watching it, and I'm I'm like, "Oh, you'll like this scene," and she's like, "Why?" And then they reveal her. She's like, "Ah," because she's my, my wife is a huge yeah. RuPaul fan. Yeah. I couldn't believe that she forgot. Anyway, moving on to the movie. <laughs> so in the older girls' room, Jan and Marsha, they bicker about socks and trophies and placements. And Sister stuff. Yeah. I says, why does Marsha get everything in her interior monologue? That's kind of gets established pretty early that she has a voice in her head that kind of... That maybe should be addressed yeah. by a professional. Yeah, I can't remember if in the show like there was a bit where she heard voices. Not not voices, but like, a, oh, mm-hmm. why does Marsha get everything? I mean, there's definitely I mean, a Marsha, Marsha, Marsha Yeah, thing. there is. And the, the, like wearing the wig to school, I think that's straight out of an episode, mm. too. Like that, so there are things <laughs> that are pulled right out of the episode. Yeah. Episodes. I uh, it would help. I didn't watch the show. So all this stuff I speculated. Like I bet that was in the show. See, as it, we go. yeah, I mean, our thing—if they made a Seinfeld movie and then they had like right. references from right. certain, yeah. like, oh, they went to visit a soup Nazi in that scene. Mm-hmm. Like, then we'd be like, okay, mm-hmm. I get it. No Pez dispenser. Did she so, ever get hit in the nose on the show? Like, that's what I'm asking as a kid. Did she? Is that a thing? Like, yeah. Okay. Am I okay? I just want to. I'm sure shaking I'm, my head. Yes, that was a thing. I don't. I'll I don't, never be a teen model. Is straight <laughs> from an episode. And this is, I imagine, straight up also. Peter, he's got uh, his libido's increasing at a rapid rate. Yeah. yeah. His voice is Which changing. just means that he's... So there's a whole episode where they sing the song, it, it's a time to change, it's time uh, to yeah. rearrange, and he has a, he has, his voice is changing. So yeah. like, but they were recording it, and they're like, oh, how do we use it? And that song, they used his, his changing voice. Beautifully. You see, they take, they turn the shit into gold, the Brady mm-hmm. Bunch. Yeah. And they, they, um... Greg comes out and he says, you kids have no idea what it's like to pick up chicks. I think uh, Greg's probably my favorite in this yeah, movie. This guy, he's, so he's got the best awful. voice. This guy's great. Who else, by the way? Spider-Man. The voice is Spider-Man in the 1994 animated series. the voice of Prince Eric is in he? The Little Mermaid. Also? That's what, really? I was very shocked to read that on his IMDb wow. page. Wow. I'm Prince Eric. I'm Prince Eric. Yeah. And I didn't hear it. I couldn't hear <laughs> it, right? Yeah. I didn't hear it at all. So no. I'm like, no, I, now I have yeah. to go back and watch he has a Little Mermaid to distinct see voice. that. Um, but I you know what? Spider-Man. As a kid, though, I always thought that the uh, that the voice of Aladdin and Max from Goofy Movie were the same. And they're, they're different. Not? And they're two different. Yeah. That, wow. That's like some Well, Berenstein Steve from the Full, from full House is... Yeah. Is, is Aladdin, uh, Aladdin. yeah, and then, uh, but he's not Max. No, Max is a different guy who basically just did voiceover work right. for the most part. All right. Wow, right? And it's just just generic <laughs> white guys falling off yeah. trees yeah. for Disney. So Cindy <laughs> runs mail. There's a like apparently a big mail mix-up going on between the Bradys and all their neighbors, and that's kind of contributes to the next gag here. Yeah. 
and also the plot later in the movie. But Cindy runs mail to the neighbor's house, Michael McKeon and his wife, played by Gene Smart. And uh, then she goes by their backyard, that lawn, the Brady yeah. lawn, yeah. that, that astroturf astro lawn. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Uh, they go. She goes next door to reality. Yeah, and, and she and crosses the way, into the real world. Which and is the way it's cool. shot, it's so interesting yeah. too. It's not in your face like she's like literally like Wakanda in crossing, yeah. <laughs> but like it, there's a, a juxtaposition going on. And there's even like some grunge music playing because uh, the town bully, like the fucking shithead with yeah. the long mm-hmm. hair, what's that's his fuck name? from Hocus Pocus. That's oh my god, I couldn't. I was the like, same, he's so familiar. It's the what same is he little from? punk from Hocus Pocus. Yes, yeah. that yeah. was it. I knew he was familiar. And then uh, I, I remember from Idle Hands. <laughs> he was in that. Oh, too. he's in that. Yeah, he's the guy who helps out. And he's like the metalhead in that too. Mm-hmm. He drives like a monster truck. He really found his niche there. Yeah. yeah. He's also he dominated from 93 he's in, to 99. He's yeah. an Encino man, too. The new kid. He took it. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Um, fuck. Wow. So the grunge king. He is the grunge king. <laughs> that and the guy who played Roach in the Biodome. That's yeah. a yeah. cut. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get yep. that? Oh, fuck. High five. If I haven't you got seen that, that movie in a long time. Um, so Rick the Bully is, is his name. Yeah. He's looking for Missy, the young punk girl, I guess. They're the kids of McKeon. They're little shitheads. Yeah. And they, uh, she disses Cindy's lisp, like, to her face. She's that would F's. not happen today. Yeah. That's so mean. Mm. Yeah. Kids are not, I mean, kids are mean, but I don't think they're that mean today. And they ride off, leave it, leading Cindy to go inside. And uh, McKeon's on his phone again. He's smooth talking with his boss about some deal. And um, meet Jean Smart, and uh, she's the only one who knows what Cindy's trying to say at the fucking door. Yeah, because she's got that heavy lisp, and that's like the bit with McKean. He never knows what she's saying. So she wants the Brady's mail, and uh, she openly says she wants to fuck Mister Brady to <laughs> yeah, Cindy she's, in front of her husband. She's a she slosh. wants to open his package uh, at Christmas or uh, something. Yeah. Like, it's something about a package at Christmas. It's pretty forward, and then. Uh, there's a spilt bloody Mary on the treadmill, which leads to some hilarity, more physical comedy. Uh, Michael McKeon's like, he's warned, he's warned, but Cindy tries to warn him, but he steps on the treadmill and he slips. And oh, fuck. Yeah. His suits are in the deuce. <laughs> <laughs> and Alice uh, gets a moment to call back to the newspaper ass bit in response to Cindy, recalling her experience at the neighbors, taking it up the rear. She like references a quote. I just like I appreciate the little quick callback here, even though it just happened. Yeah, that's just like sitcommy, and um, they get a letter in the mail, and oh. they this is where the plot yeah. comes. Yeah, the plot. It's a letter. It says this is the premise, and it says there's a twenty thousand. You need twenty thousand dollars by the end of the week. It's classic like tax bill or something. They're like we always pay our taxes. Well, apparently not, because you have twenty <laughs> grand due by the end of the week. So apparently you don't pay your taxes, Mike like, Brady. He's like see, you wouldn't think that he's a guy who just evades it because he just puts on a smile and he goes to the office all day. He goes and he uh, he's, he's a fucking architect. He because being an architect on like a TV sitcom is like that's like the classic job right yeah as an architect art vandalay or like a woman lawyer those are the two yeah. jobs that you want to have if you're mm. on a tv show in the 90s yeah that's right and he is that and he, he says taxes schmaxes apparently yeah and the white i'm sure mrs is none the wiser he's not even telling he's like yeah i don't pay the bill does she work bullshit. she doesn't work Carol they Brady have a housemaid but she right. doesn't 
work. She's too busy pouring sugar into her coffee for seven minutes. Yeah, she really doesn't do like <laughs> no. Like we don't really see her do much at all during the mo- the movie, and I, I don't remember doing like, anything during the show. Like I was writing in my notes here. Okay, it's the morning. They're making breakfast. Well, I don't think the mom's making no. breakfast. She's just standing there. She's There's very passive. So much. She's time got a lot of crocheting that too. she needs to do. Like they have s- endless time before school. Right. Like they can sit down and have a whole conversation at breakfast. Hey, maybe even have seconds. Everyone get dressed. <laughs> Everyone get By ready to way, go. By the way, take a few minutes to go next door and in- interact with our neighbor. Like, what time are you getting up? Like 4 a.m. Yeah. Conservatively. And all six of them have to use the bathroom yeah. at separate times. Yeah. I think fucking Brady should have designed a house with more bathrooms. Yeah, how about it? If he's bragging about how he designed that house and he knows every brick, then why didn't he build himself a bathroom? That's a good question. But <laughs> Plot hole. Because <laughs> we'll get... Cut into their AstroTurf lawn that they've yeah, maintained right. so well. Yeah, it's beautiful. Good point. And, uh, <laughs> there's That's a r- the transition music. <laughs> oh, I was they're in the back. They're in the backyard now. There's a roll call on the stairs, like the classic lining up on the mm-hmm. staircase, and uh, they go to breakfast. They have breakfast at the table, and uh, Greg wants to borrow the car to ask out this far out girl in class for a <laughs> soda. <laughs> and uh, Alice has been with Sam the butcher forever. And apparently uh, she wants a ring. That's her kind of plight. You know why? Why? Because she's over 40. And that her, her the and that's all you that, that's taken. all you got in the seventies. That's what they say. That's the only thing that this character has. I just, At least she had a boyfriend. Yeah. I mean, they gave her a boyfriend. That's nice. I mean, good for her. And then, uh, I'm just saying, like, Right. She's, she she should have some better motivation in life. Well, yeah, it's true. Not, it shouldn't all be about Sam. And Sam doesn't seem to be doing much for her. Yeah, he no. seems like a real kind of uh, like, you know, why you devil make. He doesn't really just like, care. You go home to yeah. your family of nine. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Sam. Fuck so, Sam. Uh, Jan doesn't want to wear glasses because they make her look, make her look positively goofy, you know? <laughs> so uh, they say you got to wear your glasses. And then they get another lesson from dad. About judgment, it's like in the judging. Of, I don't know. It's if you judge someone, mm-hmm. then you're, you're really judging, judging yourself, yourself because you're showing them that you judge you others, and they'll judge <laughs> you for being a judger. Exactly. And we that was it throughout the. <laughs> is it? I don't. Yeah, know. Sounds, it's, I mean, it's probably it's fairly much, accurate. Yeah, that's pretty close. Throughout the movie, like they get more convoluted, and they cut to Shelley Long, just kind of like she's trying to support her husband, but she's also trying to process the yeah. like the wheels in her. Shelley like, Long's make Carol sense? Brady is like. She's got one toe in reality. And <laughs> yeah. every now and then that toe is like, hey, it wiggles a little bit. And she's like, huh, wait, no, okay. Back to back mm-hmm. to fantasy land. Yeah. And Jan- she's on so many drugs. That's why she doesn't have a job. <laughs> she's day. fucked up. She's whacked out on Xanax. She's doing nitrous all day long. Fucking yeah. <laughs> 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 hippie crack yeah. all day in the house. Nitrous. She's doing nitrous. So Jan takes off her glasses as soon as she's outside. She says she'll wear them, goes outside, yoink, takes them right off. And then she's on her bike without her glasses and she just like fucking rams right into the fence as soon as she gets on. <laughs> and it's uh, delightfully silly. Y- a dude almost runs her over. I love when people shout from cars at people. <laughs> it's like, you stupid little dumb kid. <laughs> yeah. Get on the road. It's always like they always use way too many words yeah. than you would use in yeah. that situation. Because yeah. <laughs> they're trying to make the most of their uh, <laughs> stupid little dumb idiot. Their like. voice cameo. Yeah. Um. So we now catch up with Marsha, and she's saying how Davy Jones is the most. Yeah. I wish he'd write me back. And uh, Greg says, you know, a big rock star like him will play our school dance. 
that's her thing. She's like, as she wrote to him, she wants Davy Jones, you know, from the Flying Dutchman to yeah. come <laughs> to the high school. She's the president of his fan club. That, and She's that's trying to collect like, souls for him. Uh, so they, thank you. <laughs> they need 20,000 souls by the next, the end of the week. Otherwise, their house goes up. And uh, this is when we get the this is a carjack bit. Like this, you know, the one the that trailer. was all over the goddamn trailer. Yeah. If you can recall. Yeah. Yeah. It uh, was. This is a car. Jack. Looks like Rufio comes up to his car. <laughs> Dante Bosco comes up to his car. He says, "This is a car, Jack." And he goes, uh, "Yeah, I know it's a car. My name's not Jack. It's Greg." And uh, that's great. Well, that's that spot. <laughs> Thank you. On. How many times did you watch the trailer? Could, I don't. Oh God, don't. Uh, oh, in preparation for this, <laughs> eighteen. But. Uh, he uh, so he gets in and in, in he doesn't get out of the car. He has he doesn't realize their lives are in quote unquote danger with this guy. Which to be honest, they're not though, because no, no. that guy doesn't he's have a gun. He's holding up right. his pocket. He has yeah. no gun. Yeah, he's the worst. He's one of the worst carjackers I've ever seen. So he deserves everything he has coming to him. <laughs> Damn. Uh, so the Mister Mister Brady, he goes to work. Mm-hmm. And, he, and there's a callback to Tiger the dog in just one line. You remember yeah. that? It's pretty funny. Yeah. Mrs. Brady uh, calls him. Go like, get him, Tiger. And then she's Tiger. Tiger. Whatever happened to that dog? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had a dog. Which is funny. And then they must have just not. Yeah, they just never. Like that happens no a dogs. lot on yeah. shows where they have a dog and then you just never see it again. We need a dog for a couple episodes. Right. Like, oh, fuck the dog. Yeah. No, we don't need a dog. Also, dogs are expensive and a pain in the ass to deal with on set. Uh, I would imagine the training. McKeon talks to Mr. Brady about uh, the offer for his house. He's trying to get him to sell, and he offers him $500,000. He says, no, I designed it myself, so, so fuck you. That I amount of money, does it matter to me when yeah. I have six children uh, yeah. put through college? I can design another one, but eh, I don't want to. Nah. nah. And he walks off. And then uh, Bobby, his whole fucking uh, tip in this movie is he calls out everybody for like safety hazards he's very uh, yeah he's all he's about safety he's all about following the rules and, and safety the and kid who plays bobby is like on chicago pd or something now that's no? the kid who played uh yeah junior in problem child three junior oh really Love, really for tv movie he's also that. in basketball as the young coop from the <laughs> really yeah oh wow yeah Jeez. Fascinating. That kid had a career for a little and bit, and it still does, does apparently. I saw. Just I just like clicked like because his like when I went on the IMDb page, like it was an adult. A lot of them yeah. don't like like kid actors don't. They're not gonna leave keep that acting. Up there. Yeah, and his IMDb is like his. I was like, oh, that's like I am Chicago PD or Fire or one of them. It's one like, of the Chicago related su- shows. Surprising. Interesting. That is crazy um bobby he calls out mckeon for he- his hedges being too tall he's just, he's just trying to help him out just like cindy earlier mm-hmm. it's like it's a hazard dude and he's like hey yeah, yeah, yeah. why don't you you know, go back to the 70s put on your bell bottoms you little fucker and he gets in his car he backs out and he immediately gets t-boned by a truck that's going way too slow for the the accident yeah the, to be as large as it was not, this is not a very well choreographed uh, yeah. stunt that they're doing here that should have been a lot faster mm. And um, Bobby sees it. He's just nodding his head. No, shake. No, mm, I told you. <laughs> Should have listened. And then at school, we uh, Greg and Marsha, they park in the lot and they separate. You know, Marsha's off to class. Greg tries picking up a chick and she's just not into it. Hey there, groupie chick. And uh, <laughs> I don't know how many he's tried on, but I'd imagine I, a lot at this I point. admire his persistence. He does yeah, not he's let got a any good of it phase him. He's got a good attitude. And um, Ask 100 girls. If you get one, that's still one. I mean, 
he does. He's also kind of ignorant. I, it's just annoying. Like, you, listen, you got a good positive ed, but fuck off, you know? <laughs> yeah. And the the guys, they check out Marsha. She has much better luck than Greg, the Greg Brady. Uh, I mean, it's Christine Taylor. Yeah. I mean, she could marry she anybody. She could marry Ben Stiller, ben Stiller if she wanted. And, Never uh, understood that. This is the same year, I believe, as The Craft or a year before. And she's that yeah. racist girl who bullies uh, the one of the witches that gets, loses her hair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, she is. You're right. She's good at being a, a jerk, <laughs> frankly. A little bit. Um, so she's walking and she's walking with her friend Noreen. And I think this is such a great 90s thing to do because like in the, in the 90s, it was all like gays, lesbians, they exist. And yeah. Mm-hmm. We're just starting to realize yeah. that they're people. We're like, putting guys, them in movies yep, now. Faggots are getting mad. <laughs> we established <laughs> that. No one got the, you have to listen to Haunted Mansion to get that joke. The now that you said that, that, none joke. of us are ever going to get a job on Saturday Night Live. I'm yeah. just saying that yeah, right just now. that guy with just you recently. Yeah. Um, and that, that's me change your name. Before we release this to something else, okay. you know, maybe to like um, whatever your Marsha Brady name is, <laughs> you can use that instead of okay. your actual name. Um, so, yeah, apparently Marsha's harder to get into than a Pearl Jam concert, says the one uh, Bobby, the shithead. Yeah. I love that line. I love that line it's so much. It's such a 90s line. but So 90s. Uh, Marsha's with her friend Noreen. I, what I was going to say is she is a lesbian and the movie pretty much doesn't make it a mystery that she's into Marsha, but Marsha's so clueless because she's a Brady. I mean, it's 1995, so this lesbian is played for laughs because we can't take her seriously yet. I We're not like, there as a society. Are we laughing at her? I feel like... I feel like you're... Mo- I'm not laughing. You're at laughing her. Laugh at her. It's, I felt like I was more laughing at Marsha's like just ignorance, ignorance to the fact that her friend has a crush on her. Friend's dude. pretty earnest in her efforts, right? But what I'm saying is that it's so like it's it's surface it's a, level. It's like, a juxtaposition to have. Yes, it, it's look at look at her interacting with this yeah. lesbian. Like that's yeah. funny, right, guys? Yeah, I see what the, you're saying. Yeah. yeah. I think the portrayal is probably fair in the movies. But again, I'm looking at it with, is, my, like, with more modern eyes, thinking like, oh, like that's nice mm-hmm. that they did that. But yeah. I guess I'm for my nine, naive. For 95, <laughs> not too bad. Uh, everything's great, uh, great on a curve, I think, retroactively. But I think uh, I think Peter's a babe in a Gilligan sort of way. He says <laughs> one of the redheads who's like, <laughs> she's dating Bobby, that shithead metalhead guy. And she references another sitcom. It's kind of like that. And she also establishes she's into the one of the young, the middle Brady kid. So Marsha catches up with Noreen and she's talking about uh, Doug. <laughs> the, he's like the big man on big campus. Big man on campus. <laughs> she keeps referring yeah. to him as such. He's like the 90s, stereotypical 90s hunk. He's got like a parted mushroom haircut. He's like. Yeah, kinda, like a Zach Morris. Yeah. He wears like a button down, you know. Real square jawed child. Yeah. He's like, hey, when are you going? You want to. Go see a movie? I don't know. So Doug asks Marsha to the dance. Ooh. But she told Charlie she'd go with him. Who the fuck's Charlie? We have not met Charlie Doesn't yet. Doesn't matter at this point. Yeah, oh, some other no. Probably nerd, dude. And she's like, well, you know, Doug is the big man on campus, so, so. I, I'd be foolish not to go with him. And even Noreen's like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, she, <laughs> like what is yeah. big man on campus? There's no big man on campus anymore. <laughs> so Peter... He uh, he faints in biology when he's called up to point out some part of the female the reproductive. Anatomy. Yeah, yeah he's, 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 show us show us chart. where the sperm enter. You know, it's, it's oh. Oh. Yeah. and then he faints, and the redhead's like, "Oh, how cute!" And then uh, Jan, she goes to see RuPaul, 
as the counselor which the school the weirdest thing about this scene for me is so weird as somebody who's more familiar with rupaul now mm-hmm. to see rupaul with black hair was odd because she's always got like a blonde wig You're on right, now yeah. yeah it's really strange and um i was like that looks but odd. to me like rupaul is is time like ha- has not changed but, she, like she looks, she looks exactly like, the same it's we it's crazy look i mean black don't crack but black don't even even no. get a wrinkle in it she's beautiful she's then amazing. and now yeah it's and she's like 60 something she's yeah she's up she has there. to be like our parents age ish yeah. yeah looking good i was gonna say way to go rue yeah black don't crack paul don't change at all so <laughs> she's with the counselor and she's talking about inner voices that are established in this movie and she says you know Paranoid schizophrenia is very common in children with blended <laughs> families. <laughs> oh. She sees it. Oh. She sees it. Just based on one meeting or how, well, I guess she's been seeing her regularly. That's just, I don't know, but she's good. And uh, she tells her to do something. She is astute. To stand out. She needs medication is what Jan needs, and she recognizes that. No, she needs an Afro wig. That's what she <laughs> needs. That's what she needs. So Peter catches up with the redhead girl that has a crush on him. He's got a crush on her. They're at lunch, but he gets bullied a little bit until the OG Peter yeah. from the original Peter shows up as like a yeah. teacher, a lunch coach. monitor, coach, like gym teacher or something and like he that. He says, hey, man, don't do that. Hey. <laughs> that's it. Hey. <laughs> no, that's no. it. Hold, hold, hold for the cameo. Don't do that. Hey. Okay. Everybody see it? Oh, it's yeah. that guy. Hey. All right. Say the line. Bye, movie. So Bye. Mr. B, now he's at work. And this is uh, this is the framing device of his successes and failures in the movie is the baseball metaphor. This is the first time it batters. He's at bat. So first swing. Mm-hmm. Mr. Brady, he's at work, and he asks to be uh, given. He's designing a project. And uh, he's asked to be fronted some money, but his boss says his designs are from another time. Mm-hmm. And we meet up with a 7-Eleven guy who turns down his design because the joke is all of his designs are his house. Is he? <laughs> he only <laughs> has one he's, design. He's I the most it. limited architect ever. He's How do you hire this man based on just one design? Here's my portfolio. It's one house. Here's the other angle of the house. Here's the back of the house. Do I have a job? Yeah, you do. Yeah. And that's what happens, I guess, with Mr. B. So... The 7-Eleven guy says, no, that's fucking dumb. I'm not going to make my 7-Eleven your house or look like your house. Well, I guess that's strike one. So uh, there's um, an exposed wire. Here's another physical gag. Uh, From the power line, it falls to Michael McKeon's yard after he yells at Cindy not to play jump Mm -hmm. rope in his yard. And uh, she goes next door. The wire falls. But then, like... The it's, guy, it's so useless, this whole moment. Like, yeah. it, there's nothing added yeah. on here except to inflict harm on Michael McKean. Right, uh, that keep that running. With and I don't feel like alive. that was a thing on Brady Bunch, like putting a, anyone through the ringer physically. No, no I don't was. think physical pain was a yeah was a thing. Wiley Coyote antics. Right. We need but more of that, though. He <laughs> <laughs> we need more. We need more of that, uh, you guys. But the guy, like the electrician or the guy at the power line, comes down. And he says to Cindy, "Hey, can you guard this wire while I go to yeah, my like truck? a like a loose a yeah. loose yeah. wire? Yeah. Let me tell this and untrained an eight year old kid or however old she is wire." And you know, Michael McKean goes on. He's like, "What did I say? Like, get out of my yard and don't forget your jump rope." But he grabs it and he gets shocked and he's uh, dead. 
Michael McKeon <laughs> dies in this movie right here at this moment. They put him in bye the ground. Bye movie. Six feet under. Rest in peace. It takes a really no dramatic turn at all, except to get that twenty thousand. He doesn't get in the way because he's dead. It's the kind of scene where if you were watching this movie on TV and they had to add a scene back in to fill out for the commercial yeah, timing, that you'd be like, yeah. "Where the fuck did that scene it's, come yeah. from?" It's Junior You're with the right. remote plane in uh, a yeah. problem child yeah. in syndication. Um, but yeah, there's a physical gag for you. Take it or leave it. Mr. Brady comes home. He tells the missus his design didn't even make it to first base. So Cindy overhears them from the stairs and she goes to Greg because she's a little tattletale. And he's he's busy, though. He's writing his masterpiece on acoustic guitar. It's the greatest song ever written. Rounds never laughed before. Beanstalks never grew. How musical was the show? Because I well, don't it's all like a lot of those shows in the seventies were musical like that, yeah. and they had they had like they had a soundtrack because I, I had well, I it. The I listened family to it. Was just like no, well, this is just a, a family of musicians. Like this, is just, yeah. Like, the Partridge family was full on musicians. musicians yeah, like and they didn't know they didn't how similar. They'll just be playing the drums. They had like, a they on? had a lot of songs. Like yeah. the songs in the in this movie, right. they, they were their songs, and they had a they had a few episodes where they like but not necessarily they, full family band that. I can remember, but they mm-hmm. did. They did sing some songs yeah. and record some music. Okay. Like, did they have a rehearsal space, or did they just like materialize? Kind of. That's why their lawn is astroturf, is so they have a yeah. surface on which to perfect. Play. Um, but yeah, he's writing his masterpiece, and when she has to go tell the news that they're going to sell the house, or they need twenty thousand dollars in a week. So they decide the kids. They all have an. That's why I had this emergency meeting. We need twenty thousand dollars in one week, and they decide to raise the money themselves. And at night, Jan cuts Marsha's hair Yeah, because she dissed her earlier at this meeting, this kid yeah. meeting. She recommended, um, is this the part where she recommends the contest? No, she just disses her. Yeah, Something she just backhanded. Her. I don't think that contest comes up yet. And she tries to stop her, Cindy. And she says, everybody loves her hair. Everybody loves Marsha. Don't do it. And she goes, no. And she cuts off the hair and then she wakes up. Yeah, it's all a bad dream. It's all just a bad single white female dream yeah. where she's cutting hair. And but Marsha still looked great, right? right after the, the haircut, that's is... why it was such a nightmare. Yeah. Because nothing she does matters because Marsha is beautiful. It's futile. And Greg, he's practicing his guitar poses in the mirror in the morning, and he's going to be a rock star for that money. Johnny that's Rocco. he's going to go to the recording company, Warner Brothers, Virgin, whatever. He's going to get a deal. Yeah. And Marsha. Yeah, and I was actually surprised they used the name Johnny Bravo because at this point in reality, Johnny Bravo is like a cartoon character. Right, but Johnny, that was the name of his. Yeah. And the whole thing was like he fit the costume, and that's why like Mm. he became Johnny Bravo. They just like needed a guy to fit a costume. That's like the joke. I see. But that was bare. That he meets with actual Greg Brady. Oh really? That, yeah, yeah. At the, the at executive. The yeah. yeah. Get ready for cameo number two, yeah. guys. It's coming up. Um, but he. Uh, Tells her to Marsha asks about her dilemma. He tells her to cancel the dilemma being the two guys going to the dance. And Greg says, well, "Just cancel with one. Of them. Pretend you got plans that night." I always girls do it to me all the time. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> she goes, <laughs> "All great. right." And uh, so she shuts down Charlie at lunch, and we finally meet Charlie. He's like just kind of this, you know, a fairly normal kid. Yeah, this is Weasley kind of nerd, but he's nice and. Uh, Greg chases a girl at lunch with like while playing acoustic. Yeah. Clowns never laugh before. And uh, Bobby frisks a teacher 
at a bus. Yeah, this is uh, an interesting segment here. What happens exactly? He's apparently there's some stolen office supplies, and he says that like in his lines, like and there's an, a reward. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh yeah, so that's that what it, he's money. just trying to cl- claim a reward to add to the pot. And a teacher's got her. He's got somehow he has the authority to get a teacher's hands and up on a bus with he's her the legs spread. Did you not see his armband? That's true. He's got a, a sash, maybe also. Oh, he's at least an he had a band on. At least he has a Nazi it. style arm. When he was band. putting it on, I was like, "What the hell is that?" Yeah. <laughs> like literally. Oh God. It took me a minute. Bobby, no. <laughs> like, what world are we living in? <laughs> oh shit! He oh, was this was the 70s. Oh no. Well, Cindy's the Aryan youth. I expected yeah, from true. her. Yeah, yeah. Her, her, ha- her hair is scary. It's so blonde. It's spun like gold. And you are a gold expert, Martin. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Madeline. I almost called you Marsha, Madeline. We've established that. I take that as a You compliment. ran a cash for gold company That's right. for several years. You, you know it. Always come to me and Joe. We'd be like, so what's up, Madeline? You'd always be like, like if you see those commercials about how, cash, how gold is high, gold is invest, what the value is right now. Invest in gold. Guys, I don't know if you've heard in the news lately, but gold is at an all-time high. I saw your license plate coming. It said Midas on it. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> so. I love gold. <laughs> so, she's... Um, Bobby frisks her. He tells her John to like, Travolta's greatest role, by the way, the cameo <laughs> yeah. in Golden. Yeah, that's true. It's that that is true. weird. <laughs> like, he doesn't even try it's that much. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's good. I'm is from Holland. under 90? But I'll tell you what is the fanatic, and guess what? That's coming real oh, soon. That's coming. The under 90. I'm not right with that one. I gotta, I'm going to have to listen in. Fred Durst, yep. and it stars John Travolta and Devin Sawa. Yes, this and, is a movie. Uh, and by the way, we're talking about it very soon. Yeah. I wish and you could it, see my facial reaction it, to everything that you said about this movie. It's joy, sheer joy. Yeah, I can ex- I can describe it to you, listeners. It's sheer I'm not going to watch joy, it. I'm just going to listen to the episode. No, that's how that's going to work. You can read the transcript, maybe because it's our voices that maybe is a problem. So we'll give you the transcript. <laughs> so, but he frisks her. He tells her to spread her legs. Yeah, and. I don't know how she was holding it. He suspects it was her thigh muscles, yeah. but I don't know. Mm. Well, there's rulers. There's like fucking glue. There's like index there's a stapler, cards, a computer. A it's a fucking. It's funny. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't ask too many questions about where it was all. It's hiding. a treasure trove of items that she stole. And guys, where do babies come from? <laughs> um, I don't know. Peter passed out during that part <laughs> of the movie, so, so I missed it. Yeah, we'll never know now. I still don't know. <laughs> I was hoping he'd know, so I wouldn't have to ask. Yeah, him, but. Greg goes to Toe Jam Records. <laughs> Great record. Yeah. yeah. Well, I repeat, Greg goes to Toe, Toe Jam, Jam Records. Records. Look, Toe Jam is a popular thing at this point. Him and Earl are running <laughs> around the Sega Genesis universe. <laughs> There's panic on Funkatron, yeah. He pitches to the OG Greg. Yep. And he says, today's sound is grunge. <laughs> and he says, what's your name anyway? He's like, I'm Johnny Bravo. And that's his stage name. And McKeon, we, that's it. That's he just shuts yeah. him down. That's it's just, yeah. it just we need another cameo. It's a very cameo. quick cameo. It's not even really a funny. Apparently scene. Apparently, they all like had cameos, but they cut about half of them. I would I imagine there's only like four that. in there, and I was like, when you got like yeah. nine people to choose from, at least yeah, they six. cut like Marsha's and because in the I dad die. Else. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so yeah. he wouldn't. He's not going to show up in this. No, that'd be I'd something else. That'd be that'd be haunted Yeah, he plays Uncle Bernie. McKeon says he's closing on Brady's to his boss on the phone to kind of get him off his back. The clock's ticking here. And uh, and we don't really know what's going on in the movie yet. They're just kind of 
fucking going to school, just doing their thing. Yeah, I mean, all we know is that they need to get the money. And Jan hits his rearview mirror with her bike. A lot of bad things happen to McKee. Yeah, this it's movie. just really as brought on, on by Cindy, or yeah. as some relation to to Cindy. a Brady. Of because some you kind. know why she's from the village of the damned, and she's got fucking <laughs> telepathically spirit murdering. So messed people. up. But Jean, Jean Smart, in this scene, not like insult to injury, she's like hitting on Greg. She touches his dick like through his the pocket of his pants. She's like, oh, it's so tight. And then Peter shows up. She's like, oh, two Brady's. Yeah, it's just like some <laughs> light like pedophilia or yeah. something. They're both in Very high school. Light. One of them looks like he's 30, but he's not. He's, they're both like young. So she says, later you guys can come inside and help me make a sandwich, which I oh, I get it now. Oh. Mm. Mr. and Mrs. I'll tell you guys later when we're done. Yeah, <laughs> tell me. Uh, I don't get it, but yeah, tell we'll me talk about it later. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs., they're in bed, the Brady's. Yeah. And they're discussing their home issue. And she's worried, but they have sex anyway. You yeah, know, well, they're they, always they, like referring to each other as Mr. Brady and yeah. Mrs. Brady. That's so weird. It's just, there's a sub dom thing going on between like, the two oh, of them. Like, oh, Mr. Brady. I'm like, like, that's weird. To me, it's like creepy right wing. with like Ronald Reagan, like, well, mommy. Like, how he <gasps> used to call his wife mommy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mommy, <laughs> I'm ready for my jelly beans. You're so creepy. Mr. Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think they got the voice? It started out as Reagan and then it turned Excellent, into Mr. Excellent, mommy. Ooh, my jelly beans, <laughs> mommy. <laughs> oh, oh, cheers. <laughs> now I'm Ricky Gervais. Oh, cheers. So they sleep over in bed. Oh, Noreen and Marsha, they have a little sleepover. Yeah. And she tells her. Yeah, on a school night, no less. <laughs> cool mom. Cool so, mom, Carol. And one, here's the thing, here's the formula. It's either two careless moms, two cool moms, one careless mom, one cool mom. Whatever the formula is, that's how you yeah. get a sleepover yeah. on a, a weeknight. Yeah. She tells her she's the prettiest girl in school, and Marsha tends to agree. She decides she's going to be a teen model. It's a end of discussion. Idea. That's yeah. what I'm yeah. going to do. And this is cuts to them. This is a movie that takes action. You say you're going to do a thing, and in one scene, the next scene, you're going to do it. So yeah. they go to a it waiting does move room. along. It pretty pretty quickly. I don't know if it knows what it wants to do for like the first <laughs> the first half. Of the really movie. true, yeah. It just in, like let's just get references. Through. Let's get people in a comfortable feeling of nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're at the waiting room at the modeling agency, and this is when we get like another word play bit, like the guest jeans bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She says, "Who are you a model for? Guess, okay." Uh, and she starts guessing. She goes, "No, guess jeans." She starts guessing jeans company. He's like, "Oshkosh bagosh." And that's funny. We're laughing. We're laughing. We're rolling mm-hmm. on the floor. Because she doesn't get it. And uh, we get a photo shoot. Stupid little kid. And it's a guy. <laughs> he looks familiar, this photographer. I don't know who this guy is, but he does look familiar. Yeah. He's like he's like he in looks, commercials and he's stuff, like, right? Is he Joe Azuzu from the original Joe yeah, Azuzu I think you're ads right. for our 30-year-old That's friends. exactly yeah. who it is. Isn't it? Yeah, He's got I like a so. craggly kind of like squishy face. Yeah. <laughs> he's Joe Azuzu. Yeah. Not... Yeah. To be confused with the Zoom Zoom kid, I don't know no. why you would, but, no. but zoom, he's zoom, got he's zoom. he looks like a D-list Patrick Swayze stand-in. Like, yes, that's who he looks yeah. like. He looks like Patrick Swayze now. Yeah, <laughs> dead. Yeah, <laughs> like right now. Right now. That's so awful. Yeah, we could cut that out. Nah. So you could Zoom Zoom. <laughs> cut that oh, right I out. I love Patrick Swayze. I do too. We just watched uh, Tu Wong Fu. I don't have an opinion uh, on Patrick Swayze, so we're. I think that's on our to watch list. Too long for to watch two. Uh, to watch two. Yeah. 
it's on that instant long queue. <laughs> <laughs> so they do. Uh, oh, the gag is that, uh, Jan crashes the shoot and like the guy they're taking photos and she's like in the background of all of Marsha's shot kind of like posing mm-hmm. until they kick her out of the studio. And she's like, why is it always about Marsha? Back to the studio, the guy's like, I think I can use you, but we're going to have to do this. We're going to have to cut your hair. Right? What a uh, breast implants. Because it's the 90s. And she slaps him, and we think it's the breast implants. Cut my hair. Ha! <laughs> 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 yeah, it's not the breast implants. <laughs> it's the haircut. Let's rewind here. We know why it's funny? Yeah. Okay. It's not the breast it's not the breast implants no it's because it's the hair okay so strike two for mr b here because he has a failed proposal for a fast food restaurant based on his house again and the guy's like i can't make this a fast food strike two i know about your baseball game yeah (laughs) and he goes then there's a musical act flyer spotted by jan and the prize is twenty thousand dollars but we'll get to that later it doesn't matter right now we don't need to think about actually accelerating towards that put that in in your cap so log it away for later guys it might come back this is when we get mrs brady she goes to sam the butcher's place for some red meat yeah and uh, that's it. And there's a that's joke. All I have here. Well, there's a joke here about how she needs red meat for growing boys because the views of red meat in the yes. world have changed since the 1970s. Yeah, because the woman, vegan. the woman, the, her, like her neighbors, like you're still eating red meat, mm-hmm. and she's like, yeah, I have growing children. They of need course. their vitamins or whatever. Yeah. I got to call bullshit on this scene though because she goes in there and it's funny line because mm-hmm. he's like 20 pounds of ground round coming right yeah. up. So she lot. goes in to order 20 pounds of yeah. meat, but then he hands her like. A four-pound package. Yeah, of meat it was or not like twenty that. pounds. I call bullshit on that. Yeah, I yeah. I, I wanted to see the extra gag yeah. of the weight of the meat that for all uh, the children in yeah. her home. Yeah. Shelly Long said, "Fuck that! I'm not carrying that." No, oh, well, I can't carry meat. <laughs> she might have said that. And um, yeah. Oh, but she like said she wasn't selling her house. Yeah, like whatever it was that. The flimsy house scene. selling thing. Yeah. Yeah. She told the neighbor she's we're not. Sta- that's we're right. Staying. That's right. Because the, yeah. there's now gossip in the neighborhood that the, these Bradys are. Because the neighbors selling. are getting pissed. Yeah, too. Uncle yeah. Phil's the there, and yeah. he is not happy. Is that? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Is that the gag that their former sitcom or they are sitcom stars? I, oh, I don't. I don't know. That. I don't think that's intended to be I a gag. I don't recognize any of the other people. I don't either, but they look like they're from things. <laughs> yeah. They could have been. I just know. I just. Uncle Phil was yeah, not I just, I recognized. D- yeah, fucking okay. Shredder's there, and he's all like, <laughs> "Fucking yeah!" He did the turtle. Yeah. He was the voice oh, of Shredder in the old okay. cartoon. Um, so there's dinner time for everybody. There's no letters from Davy Jones yet. I guess things are busy on the Dutchman. <laughs> Alice reminds her she's still not married. She, you think you got problems? I'm fucking. You see, look. It's bare, baby. Look, Look at my finger. I'm over 40, and I'm not yet yeah. married. Yeah. This is a real problem in the world. And uh, Peter gets advice from Greg to tell th- this redhead groovy chick how groovy she is. And we're, you know, I just tell them how groovy they are. Yeah. And uh, we get the football. It's notes. Really happening in a far out way. Yeah. And then this is, of course, this is from the show. It's like the show. It's the football <laughs> to the nose. They accidentally hit Marsh in the face when she calls him for dinner. And uh, we see that smashed nose aftermath. And Alice blows it. She walks in. She pulls like a a Kramer. She's got like no filter. Yeah. yeah. She sees her and she reacts with like puns. I think. And so, was well, Alice I blew that. this wacky on the show too? 
I think she I, was like kind of like goofy, but I, I don't think she, like this. She she's is, an extreme. I think she did mm. make jokes about not being married and things like that. She, she's a, she's a sketch. I, yeah, the, I don't think a, she was that goofy. She carries herself, and this is another deep cut. Like you remember those really creepy Duracell battery commercials where there's the human plastic family, and they like were really stiff, and they had like a battery in their back, and their skins were kind made of vaguely. plastic. <laughs> she she reminds me of that. She's like a robot. <laughs> anyway, guys, look up the Duracell yeah, ads. That, that is pretty deep. With the creepy family uh, yeah. that are like made of plastic and ran on batteries. But the kids pool money together, and they're nowhere near $20,000. It's like $125. It's like, no- it's like nothing. It's cute. And the it's Jan- cute. They're trying. It's cute. Jan- it's cute. <laughs> is that the sweetest thing? It's so cute. cute. I don't I've been know saying why. that so all the time now. Like I just say it whenever I hear the word "cute." Now I say it. I think I said I it, it since then to my cat as pet. You're cute. I know. So I've cute. I know. I've said it a couple times to myself at least. Yeah. Um, Jan mentions the search for the stars contest in their little kid meeting, and they all say it's stupid. And they're like, "No, yeah, you're dumb, Jan. Yeah. Why even bring that up? You're the, you're the child. dumbest. We're not listening to you. Ugh. And Jan. Then, and then both parties, they lie to each other by acting happy. The parents show up and like, well, I guess we better put on a facade. And the kids say, we better put on a facade for our parents. And then no one's like, hey, our whole lives are facades. Like, that's mm-hmm. all we are. Yeah, they're just Let's just robotic. do a potato sack race. And they do. It's like a quick cut. It's like 10 seconds. It's like, did that happen? I, I don't think tell. families ever really did that, but the Bradys did. Oh. <laughs> See, that, that's, that's funny to like, that's a good version of a quick joke of like yeah. look, if you're gonna make fun of something from yeah. the show yeah. like boom in exactly. and out let's just do it and yeah. get out of there hey guys look at this all right that remember when they did that that was pretty stupid when and, you think uh, about the logic McKean, moving on mckeon gets confronted by the question mark former sitcom stars neighbors one of them is at uncle least phil. uncle phil yeah. and uh he says uh brady's selling guys rest assured and they're like that's not what my wife told me at sam the butchers and he's like well Let's not get hasty. And that's pretty much all the scene does. Yeah. Well, they do reference that they don't think they have a toilet in their house. Yeah, they do. Like, and it's that very is humorous. Because like, I guess on the show, they never showed mm-hmm. their toilet because that was like a censorship thing. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you that couldn't show before you can show toilets or mention the word toilet or pregnant. Yeah, McKean should have said that to Uncle Phil. I would have shut him up. Yeah. So. Um, Showed him. It's almost as if this movie wants to show how different the times are because he's fucking carrying around a toilet in a scene later. You're right. You're exactly right. Like, look, he guys, does. we can not yeah. only can we mention toilets, we can, we can show them. Show it. That's... And he can carry them around like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's Just walking around the hardware store with a toilet in your arm. One not giant leap for mankind. Yeah. <laughs> so that's uh, you know, Doug, you know, big man on campus. Doug shows up to pick up Marsha. She tries to hide her this nose, but she good. can't. And you know what? Doug doesn't care. He says, it's not your nose I'm after. I love <laughs> and it. The I parents, love all of this scene. <laughs> it's this parents scene are like, so oh, good. what a good guy. Yeah. Oh my They God. all call him the big man on campus. Yeah. Every single person, yeah. the mom and the dad both oh, are like, oh, you're the big man on campus. campus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you must be the big man yeah, on campus. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to like make out point and it's not the school dance. Marsha's like, what's going on? He kisses her a little. And then she gets Frenched by him, and mm. she doesn't know what that is. She's no. like, "What is that?" And he's like, "It's a French kiss." I thought. I mean, hey, the thought you were from Nebraska. Arm on the shoulder is line. third base or whatever. Yeah, For her. That was like a big trailer line, like the Nebraska yeah, line. Yeah, Nebraska. yeah. And uh, she turns him down, and then he leaves her stranded on the road, and then fucking silver lining of a lifetime, Davy Jones, yeah. the Flying Dutchman, pulls up. 
<laughs> says, says, let them taste the, the triple, triple guns. guns. <laughs> What's your purpose here? And uh, a lost bug. I, lo- I mean, I actually <laughs> a really... lost bird that never learned <laughs> to fly. <laughs> Uh, what were you saying before? I was just saying I was so glad that when the the, the limo pulled up, like someone famous was in the back seat. Yeah. As a kid growing up, like Michael Jordan was in every single limo yeah. ever. <laughs> it had to be Michael Jordan in the back of that Michael, limo. Yeah, or could have been or Mr. Big from Wayne's World who goes no. around. Yes, yeah. that too. Yeah, because he hates to fly. I just watched your performance <laughs> in my limo. Yes, and I well, came great, all this we way. We got through. I came all this way to say you're just not what we're looking for. <laughs> In one of the scenarios, I still um, like the Scooby Doo endings the best because they don't even give a shit about that. I just saw your performance in my limo. Wow, great, that worked. Now let's see who you really are, yeah, Mister. The Scooby Doo ending is my favorite part of that movie. All they wanted is for him to see the performance, and she gets picked up in the limo on the way at the dance. Now Jan shows off. She takes off her glasses. She dances a little bit. Peter tells the redhead she's a groovy chick and uh, she's really happening in a far out way. And Peter, what? oh yeah, <laughs> accidentally grabs like the boobs of like uh, the teacher from earlier and he passes out again in front of her. She's like, "This kid's got a real pass out problem." Yeah, he's a, he's prone to fainting. And uh, Johnny he probably Bravo. needs he probably needs a fucking like banana or something like that. Get some blood sugar going. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know where you were going with that. <laughs> <laughs> so Johnny Bravo plays his masterpiece for the students. Like in between the band set, like this grungy, yeah. shitty, like looking ponytail. It's the same band from, wearing from band. Ace Ventura, right? The fucking the, yeah, seriously, the yeah. Encino man, like feed the monkey yeah. school yeah. dance man, and uh, it doesn't go so great. Surprisingly, yeah, his song does not go great. They boo him. He gets they fucking play over him immediately. The, the singer laughs at him. He goes up and goes ah, <laughs> and they like start the song again. It's so oh. so then Jan. She shows up. She's got an Afro wig on. She stops everybody dead, even the band. Like they now, stop playing. Now here's the question: for when they, if this is a reference to the show, what kind of wig did she have on the show? Do you remember that? I at don't. All? I, I don't. I feel like I, it I, would yeah. not have been this Afro wig. Like, I, that's the I joke here: is that she's so out of touch with the advice. It seems maybe like, it was an Afro wig. It might have been. I maybe? really don't really? remember. But I'm pretty 70s, sure she wears Angela a wig Davis. to school. Like hmm. okay, okay. Yeah. But also like like if she was thinking like she's trying to reinvent herself from whatever conversation she had with RuPaul. RuPaul does have like yeah. a big, yeah. it wasn't totally an Afro, but she did have like a big curly, a big, like, giant, yeah. I mean, so I don't know if that was what she was going for. It's true. Years. I don't know if that's what she was going for here. Gotcha. RuPaul, the whole casting might've been to back up the Afro, the placement of <laughs> Maybe. the Afro, like big, yeah, I don't know. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it it's looks big and terrible. Flamboyant. It's even bigger now. Like if you watch it, it's like, like if you thought Missy Vaughn's hair was big, like this is fucking like walls of hair. She's got like seven wigs that they have to sew together to make her. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't watch the Drag Race, but she, I should. She, my wife got me into it. Yeah, and I, like it's like Top Model, but it's. I'm proud to say I haven't gotten into that. But <laughs> she got me into RuPaul to the point where I'm like, when does that come back? Like that's I, awesome. I asked her the other day. <laughs> um, yeah. So he plays. It doesn't go great. The Afro wig stops everybody. Marsha introduces Davy Jones to the students and it starts like I like this. It starts off like they don't like him and yeah. then the band joins him and all the kids like him and Marsha dances with her thumbs and they join oh, in yeah, and then suddenly it's a beautiful by the end, moment. fucking everybody loves Davy Jones. Cuz they take like they they take this 
cheesy song from yeah. his Girl, time period, and then they look add like, what you've done. They to add this me. grunge backup to it that yeah. really makes it an and interesting. The, and even he's like, "What the fuck yeah. is?" And going? all the teachers the are Cougars, all like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. really Davy Jones!" Too, like, of course, the teachers would be the only ones who gave a shit. It's funny, like this movie, you don't know who they make it for the kids but they also make it for the parents who it's, watched brady bunch it's for you know? everyone and no one at the same <laughs> yeah. time <laughs> yeah like my like my mom liked davy jones like she yeah. like she liked the monkeys like yeah. that is and that's definitely like her era mm-hmm. it's only now that like we're, when we're an additional 20 years out from this movie that we can be like or 25 actually this is 26 even uh that like now we can actually understand the irony of right. everything. Because even back then, we're like, we're just, who's Davy Jones? Why is this funny? Right. Like, why do we care? But yeah, now it's like, no, oh, that's that's funny. Now, at the dance, this is fucking Doug. Shroom-headed Doug has the gall to leave her and then show up to the dance and try his luck with her again. Yeah, that yeah. was so was and just messed dumb. up yeah. as a, as a yeah. concept. Charlie defends her honor. And no. No, he tries, and then Doug like gets in his face, and Noreen says, "How about a little punch?" and punches him in the face, and he goes down, and she gets her hero moment. But uh, Marcia gives Charlie the credit, but because uh, sexism, yeah. But what happens? She gets uh, uh, OG Cindy, I think, from the show. Is is I don't that think the lesbian? So. No, no, I don't okay. think so. She's oh, no, too no, young. Yeah, okay, too young. For some reason, I thought that was Cindy. Oh, no, man. it's not. Too young. Okay, so she shows up, and uh, it's a blonde girl, cute, and she's clearly into Noreen. So um, you know, Charlie says goodnight to Marsha. They kiss goodnight. Ooh, French kiss though. She Frenches him. Yeah. So Jan has a dream about football to the nose over and over again. Wakes up. And Marsha's nose is all better. Yeah. Ugh. Ain't it the way? Noses heal fast, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah freaking cr- crooked ass, broken, blue if hoping, eyes. If you were hoping that this would have a long-term effect. Look uh, at Owen Wilson. No. Healed. Done. Immediately. <laughs> so, now the strike three here? No. What happens is the Flex Factory... Which is run by I think these Chinese businessmen. But Love. I I also want to say, Mr. Brady's design. Can we talk about how fucking long the Davy Jones sequence goes on though? Because yeah. that's like yeah, a third of the whole movie. I, it goes it on is long. As quickly as all these other scenes just like clip yeah. by, that that scene does go on. I for call a long that time. a nice break from my hands because I'm <laughs> taking a lot of notes. I'm just get to watch uh, for a little bit. Uh, that's why Disney movies are good when they do the songs. Yeah, yeah. Just sit Finally. and watch the song here. Um, but the 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 flex factory likes Mr. B's design, so they even play it. <laughs> and uh, the kids join the parents to tell them they're okay with selling the house. But uh, Cindy is outed as a tattletale. They're like, "How do you know that?" Well, Cindy told us. But it's all good because he sold his design. They still have the home. Let's go to Sears. <laughs> Let's go to Sears. Yeah. And then they dick around at Sears. If you want to know like how dated so, like something mm-hmm. is from that time, like. Mm-hmm. Sears was it, and even in the '90s, people still shopped at Sears. But that'd be like they're all closed yeah, or uh, on their way to being closed now. That would that'd be like I mean, at this point, it's too late. But like, it'd almost be like, let's go to Dominic's, guys. Like, right? Yeah. What? Right? And like, let's go to Venture. You remember Venture? Venture. Oh, yeah. yeah. And even like '95, people were shopping at Sears. Like, 
well, you want to go to Sears? And yeah. the Brady's are like making a day out yeah, of it. Yeah, I've not like been in a Sears in fi- at least 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't even know. It's been a few for me. I walk through the yeah, Sears that's at the, the mall. Thing. Right, it's probably closer what, yeah. parking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly right. If it's not that, it's a, it's a penny, JC Penny, you know? Yeah. Or I Carson read, Peary. okay, I read something totally bizarre when I was mm. reading the trivia for this movie. And it said that they filmed it at a Sears in Hawaii. Mm, really? <laughs> I was like, wait, this can't they be right. Go I hope that's not true. If they the flew way. everyone to Hawaii just to find the perfect Sears yeah. to film this in, this, this that's Sears bizarre, is not good, right? guys. This that one is you know confusing. They, they were already scouting locations for the sequel. That could be true, and they might have filmed them back to back. Back to back, Brady. They were so confident in they, might, they might have. Cocksure Brady Bunch. Or maybe they wanted to have Hawaii involved. I don't yeah. know. I just thought that was really. I read that and I thought. They pulled I, a Sandler. I think they yeah. just wanted Crazy. a vacation yeah. to right? Hawaii. Yeah. It's not that far from LA to Hawaii. And McKeon's like, I'll go to Hawaii. I'll carry like a six hours in Hawaii. <laughs> and that's what he does. He Well, we see they incorporate the screens again with these live cameras that are in Sears mm-hmm. in the electronic department, which they is all, a, a clever way of doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they get like, the yeah, you see those effect. all over. Like you go to the mm-hmm. department. Even now you could go to the department stores and see sometimes they'll have like the camera set up. And I yeah. always stop and like, this is weird. I don't like seeing this. Do you think they retro, like they reverse engineered a sequence based on the TVs? Like a whole Sears trip based on because they went Maybe to Sears. Maybe that was why they wanted the it. could be. Yeah. But M- Michael McKean's there. He buys a toilet. He gets trampled by women because uh, someone is selling, uh, signing, Tori Spelling is signing copies of her book or yeah, something. Yeah, I believe that's what, that's the line. And uh, they, he. I find it hard to believe anyone would, ca- that many people would care about Tori Spelling. I don't know. 90210 was. Um, popular i mean if it's brenda that's one thing but it's fucking <laughs> it's not did you watch that i did not watch that no. show i've thought about watching it now but i just feel like i'm so old now watching a teenager show even though they're like so much older than me it would still feel weird i thought about that with the oc and like i don't think i'll go back to the oc i've watched like the pilot my husband loves the oc OC's great from like like freshman year of college yeah. like that was apparently or like even in high he was in high school and that was popular mm-hmm. so he he loves that show and i like he's like you gotta watch it it's good i think i was just too young for it when it came out that's that's so many boats that are missed like katie missed like so many boats like hey you seen napoleon dynamite no you will never don't ever watch napoleon yeah like i was in eighth grade that was the funniest thing i'd ever seen in my life that ship has sailed um but he gets trampled. He drops the toilet on the foot. He sees the screens. He's like, oh, my life is really fucked. Now I have to face these guys at Sears. I can't escape the Brady's. And uh, that's it for that scene. Yeah. Anything else? He just went to Sears. Yeah. McKeon gets Brady's mail. And I really, they established that, like, yeah. really early. That the that postman is really bad in this neighborhood. Yeah. For all these people who are leaving town for this right, guy to be this bad. They're all selling their homes. Yeah, and he sees that they owe twenty thousand dollars by like tomorrow by committing a federal offense and opening their mail. Yeah, and he shows up at the Brady house, and this is when he actually uses his career to like uh, fuck them over, and like he actually incorporates more as, as uh, aside from him saying to his boss, "We're gonna make the deal." Like, yeah, he actually comes in and he's slimy, and he uh, he goes to the guys who bought the Flex Factory guys. He like goes over Brady's head after finding out that they're the ones who bought his design. Mm-hmm. Tells that gives them like a bullshit story about how he has flawed designs that yeah. hurt people. Yeah, and yeah. they say we don't want to do business with him. So then Brady gets a call, and this is kind of a gag. When he's on the phone, he has such a kind of understanding tone mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. the wife can't quite get a read on what uh, is going on. And when he hangs up, it's disappointing news. So yeah. it's, 
You don't really. She could not have anticipated that. Yeah, he's always so positive. But there, what interrupted that was uh, they were square dancing in the living room. Yeah, all together when they got the call. Because he sold the design and they were celebrating and they all had the appropriate clothes on for square dance. Perfect. What a perfect. Did you guys have to do that? Freaking family in gym class. We had to. You had to square dance. Oh yeah. That was so. We I had to pick a partner. I have sweaty hands, so it was just uh, it was just awful. It's always here's the thing. If you have to, if it's something that like they have to continue to teach little kids in school, fine. But then the teacher should be the one picking the partners. Yeah. Don't right. don't put a little kid so into that right. experience of like, oh, I clearly this girl doesn't like, like me in, in any way. Like in sixth grade, it was like folk dancing or something. Yeah. And all the girls had to stand in a big circle, and the boys had to stand next yeah. to the girls. And it was just like, if if it was Isn't if it was the boy you liked, you're like, oh my god. And then if it was someone gross, you're just like, oh shit. When you think about well, it, it, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like adults are the teachers are fucking weird to like all like now dance. They just like, sit there and just watch it them. Is, it's got to be sick torture for them, yeah. too. Because, like, being a teacher has to get so boring, but this is the one yeah. time a year. Torture. Oh, the torture. Oh, the kids hate it, and I love it. Well, you do, like, you, like remember you watch, like, old movies from the 80s, and they all had to shower? Yeah. Like, yeah. everyone had to shower after that, gym class? That's, a, that's some, that's, we, yeah. We've at least come a long way from that. <laughs> that's literally that's the true. thing that terrified me the most about gym class in high school, was about getting pool? into high school. I was like, wait, do we have to, yeah, we actually they have to do that? Like, there were showers. Yeah. You had the option. Right. Yeah. But no one ever did. I mean, it's hard enough to change in front of other people in a locker room for your swim unit. But like, oh, yeah, swimming. Yeah. That was It's just everybody look ahead. Don't look down. Yeah. <laughs> Wrap the towel around you before it's you really hard to be drawers. fully dressed and then put a bathing suit on that. Yeah, that yeah. skill I didn't have. The worst is going to class after you get with your wet hair. Yes. Yeah. Especially if you had like first hour gym. Yeah. yeah. I was lucky enough that worst. I had last hour gym one year. And this one, I was like, great. I get to go home. I had zero mm. hour gym, which was 7 a.m. Oh zero swimming. hour. <laughs> should, that should be illegal. Or 8 a.m. The swimming? zero hour. Yeah. Zero hour gym. Holy shit. Um. Yeah, it was terrible. That sucks. So, man, fuck Jim. Fuck square <laughs> yeah. dancing. So the kids, uh, they put their heads together with the folks. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, square da- Kids sleep on the carpeted floor at night. Now they have everything packed up because uh, they have the potential. They have to sell auction the house at the very least. There's a U-Haul box labeled pork chops. <laughs> So they've got everything packed Short up. Pork chops and applesauce. <laughs> uh, another one should say applesauce, I assume. But, well, she earlier there's a where she's writing what's on the menu. Uh, she writes pork chops and applesauce. But I just thought it was funny that there's a dry box in room temperature labeled pork, pork chops. chops. Okay. That's pretty funny. How do we? How do I know that quote if I didn't watch the show? That pork chops. And it's something sauce. that mom. I honestly made. think it might have been in the trailer. Was it? Yeah. I think he yeah. said what? it in We're the right. trailer. You're actually, actually right. somewhere in my brain, I am plucking that out because he didn't say he, it in two. that was in the show. That no. was like a f- catchphrase in the show. One hundred percent, it was in the trailer and it was not in the movie. And I, but I do also remember just mom saying it a lot. Whenever. I want to see. Anytime yeah, she my had, parents. Anytime she was that. making pork chops, you know she would this, say that. Yeah. You know what this means, guys? We're talking about cutout celebrity cameos. We're talking about cutout whole lines of pork chops and apple sauce. We're talking about a director's cut of Brady. Bunch. Which was just Damn. as long as Fucking the busted out. Yeah, it should be two hours and fifteen. Yeah. Three hours and fifteen minutes long. Would you guys watch that? Because I would. Yeah, I probably would. I don't I would. know. At I'll this be, point, I probably would. If yeah. there was a, I'll be. I would watch an assembly cut of any movie that I was somewhat interested in. To be honest with you. Yeah. 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 I'd be interested in that. Um, let's look at all the crap. <laughs> they were like, no. Something I might be interested in. So Marsha suggests the search for the stars contest. And Jan gets now all the kids are on board with it, mm-hmm. and Jan gets upset about that naturally. 
and uh, we cut and Sam and and Alice are outside. They just went on a date, and he gives her. They went to the meat meat cutters ball or something. <laughs> yeah, they're always going to like the meat packers ball, meat cutters ball, whatever it was. Yeah. Like that was something that that it's, was a big deal. You on know the what? Show. He's into his job just as much as Eddie Murphy was in Haunted. You're Nancy. right. Uh, he's he a is real, a workaholic. You know what? They're a problem. He's an addict. Alice is uh, Phyllis, and Sam is Vance. That's uh, right, Bob Vance. You're right. Vance Refrigeration. <laughs> they're at the refrigeration yeah. ball. He and he gives her a bowling ball though instead of a ring. Like she closes her eyes and he's like, "This, I hope this fits." And like he busts out a ball and she's like, "Oh!" And then they make a couple bowling puns. I'm yeah. There's over. a lot of puns. There's a lot of puns. And she's got a good attitude about it. She wanted the ring. She got the ball instead. But she's not hitting him. She's not yelling. She's. I guess she'll be patient. And uh, she's like, "Oh, that's just Sam." Um, Mr. Be picky when you're over forty. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's she's like forty two. You guys, I mean, she has no chance anymore to find a man. Remember, Alice, I'm as good as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> it's either me or nobody. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Brady are in bed, and uh, it's their last night in the house, so they're like, have sex. They're like, yeah, yeah have sex. And they're about they're like good for them. B- fucking yeah. uh, like Morticia and Gomez don't even fuck as much as the, no. these two here. They just fuck more passionately, but it's still just <laughs> yeah. as frequent Frequency as any, any normal yeah. married couple. Yeah. So Jan decides to run away in an Afro wig, and Cindy tries to stop her, but she leaves anyway. Yeah. And this is the big sequence where you're like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. For yeah. me, where she goes and roams out on the streets. She ends up getting picked up by the OG Alice. And yeah, large Marge looks picks her up. Yeah, it really did. I it, Yeah, it felt yeah. like that. She clearly looks like Alice. Like they they make no bones about her. I bet she looked that same way. They didn't change her at all. Like she behind no, the no. scenes, that's she probably looks, pretty much the same woman exactly. Yeah, she yeah. looks exactly the same. I think she's wearing Alice's uniform too. She's wearing like blue. Like she is wearing like a blue and blue and white for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, she has a talk with Alice about being a middle child, being underappreciated, the voices in your head and how to cope with them. And I guess it kind of helps her out. And then uh, fucking, I guess Mr. Brady has like a CV ra- radio, like a ham radio. In their car? Yeah. yeah in their station wagon? I, I don't again, know I don't standard. know if that was something that had been in the yeah. show. I have no idea what the deal is with that. And they pipe in and they end up getting Alice, OG Alice in the truck. And the, she drops her off. They don't, I don't think Jan says take me home. They just cut and she gets dropped off. And yeah, then she I says, mean, "Hey, she I has dropped this, her off." She has this conversation with her, and she does this this the super clever thing where she says the name before being told the name because she just heard it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's smart, right. Alice, mm-hmm. not Alice, the truck driver, whatever her name is. OG OG Alice. Alice, yeah, Marge Marge, and uh, Ann B Davies. It kind of the situation resolves itself without even the parents or the, the kids intervening because Jan gets dropped off and then they're just told she's home. like, Hey, I dropped her off. Oh, yeah. great. Let's all go home now. And then, cause uh, we all piled into one car to find the person. And yeah, Los I Angeles. don't know how that happens. We, during this sequence, we established that there's a demonic new Jan Brady voice that comes out of nowhere in her head. Yeah. That's very uh, disconcerting. Her condition's getting worse. Yeah, it's like the exorcist <laughs> voice or yeah, something. Yeah. Um, Murder. Jan returns home. Nobody's home. Parents get the word from the truck driver. They, you know, they come home in the a.m. The sun's up and they see her sleeping on the floor. She realizes that the yeah, time all, is weird in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> the passage is, is strange because they literally pack their whole house in a day. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that happens. And I, I'm assuming it's Alice because certainly Carol Brady's not helping. <laughs> she doesn't help with anything in this family. <laughs> she just 
does she her says Xanax. something about like about like uh, Alice packing the lunches that I pass out. Yeah, <laughs> who will pack the lunches yeah. that I pass out? Yeah, and uh, Jan says she realizes that they're all part of each other, and then Mr. B says, "Yes, let me piggyback off that with another convoluted wordy yeah. lesson." And Marcia gives credit to Jan finally about coming up with the idea for the contest. Greg expresses his reluctance. I'll never be a rock star. And then they have to kind of build him up a little bit. It works. It's fine. He's bit by a radioactive spider. And then he, my spider senses are going crazy. Yeah, obviously life turns out okay for him. Yeah. The Partridge family bus drives by the school in a little Love cameo. It. Love it. We're at the contest here. And we get, we're catch up with Bobby, the fucking bully in his metal band. They're called Phlegm. And uh, they're playing like some grunge anthem yeah. at the, you know, rock in the house to acclaim. And uh, he calls his girlfriend a loser. Yeah. So after mean. After the fucking show. She's like, I thought you guys sounded good. He's like, you kidding? He missed a whole riff. <laughs> You're a Did loser. Did you hear it? Such a loser. Like she's like supportive yeah. and caring, and you he's like, like "You're me? a loser." I can't believe you would like That's me. That's so awful. Because the other guy, Mister Riff, and yeah. uh, Peter loser. defends her, calls him a big bully, which he is. And Bobby charges at him, and he ends up stepping on a drum pedal, and he like hits himself in the balls with it. It just works itself out. Yeah, Bobby doesn't have to do anything in no. this. He doesn't mm-hmm. have to assert himself Sit in any back. way. Get a kiss and then watch yourself go through puberty instantaneously and turn into like Elvis when yeah, she kisses his cheek. Johnny Cash sounding voice. Well, thank you. Yeah, young. I think you're like a groovy you're chick. Yeah. Ginger and Marianne <laughs> combined. That's yeah. right. Yeah, which is funny because she referenced he wasn't there when she called him Gilligan. Yeah, yeah. call back. He was. Uh, <laughs> so there's a song now, and it's like about a makeshift model TA. And it, I guess it's an original yeah, Brady Kid song. Yeah, gotta keep on, keep on, keep on. Here's another question. Dancing all through the, the night. night. Is this a new recording? Do you think, or is this like? I assume they use the old recording. It sound because it doesn't sound like anything like these kids, and the not that song, they necessarily would. When but. they're in, um, they're like Sunshine Day is the other song when they're yeah. in Sears. Yeah. That's another. There's Brady like a song. solo yeah. by one of them, and it, it sounds nothing. Yeah, like I'm pretty anyone. sure. I'm pretty sure these are just old recordings. That's what makes it even better. They're yeah. lip syncing to a '70s <laughs> recording. <laughs> And uh, Peter gets we like We weren't his, even born when the song was yeah. released. He wears just a glint in our daddy's eye. And Peter gets an Elvis solo. And the audience uh, doesn't love it. <laughs> but miraculously, they win. The movie awards them. And it doesn't really explain. There's no flu. The, the judges are the monkeys. Oh, so the I judges, Davy Davy Jones, and, okay. and quick, I don't know the other names of the monkeys because uh, I the visual but it's, cameo. Yeah, hey hey, we're the monkeys. Tia Dalma yeah. and uh, Jack Sparrow, and, uh, Jacoby, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Mr. Gibbs. Yeah, Mr. Gibbs. Um, so I I missed that because I was busy writing and I. But that's why they they like the, they like that seventies groovy sound. Yeah. So that's why they want fucking Davy Jones. What a stand up guy. Uh, McKean gets the call. And uh, they won. He tells his son, Bobby, the bully, to stall them, do whatever it takes. He, like, cuts their brakes or something. He fucks up their... They pulls the, yeah, the, yeah, all the yeah. whole mess of wires out of their yeah. car. Just pull out all the wires. <laughs> yeah. That works. And uh, the brunch, the brunch, the Brady brunch, yeah. they try to go home for brunch, and they see <laughs> the car is sabotaged. So they see Eddie Dante Bosco, Rufio, yeah. the carjacker. And, uh, doing like, his yeah, thing that mild-mannered carjacker corner. from the beginning. 
and they want to ride from him. And he's like, uh, before they he can even like resolve their shit, the cops come and it's Poppy. From yeah, Poppy's. That's who it is. You, I couldn't. I was like, I know him from somewhere. It's Poppy. I am a Poppy. <laughs> and he got a little sloppy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Bobby asks the officers for a ride home with his spiel. Like he gives them like a penal code, like very red yeah. tapey. Like that's how that was actually his audition for Chicago PD. Yeah, there it, it is. is. Hey guys, watch this Full old circle. tape. I was gonna send it in, but I feel like I did the work as a child. Full so. circle. There yeah. we go. Man, his work really does speak for itself. <laughs> And you remember the sequel? He's a private dick in that one. No, I don't remember oh, he, anything. About uh, now the I have to watch the sequel because I know it's Tim also Matheson. on. That's on literally Amazon the only right thing. Now. It is. I can't. I, I'm actually looking forward to watching it. Uh, but I remember in this, he's like Mr. Safety Officer, and the next one, he's like Sherlock. Oh yeah, yeah love and, it. And he says to Tim Matheson, "I'm a private dick," and Tim Matheson goes, "Too easy." <laughs> That's like a funny part of the movie. But uh, and they get a, they go they end up at the auction, nick of time kind of deal. Uh, police show up just in time to stop McKeon. They pay off the tax bill just in time. Neighbors are pissed at McKeon. Uh, but Mr. Brady gives a nice speech. And he says, you're all part of this neighbor, this community. You know, what would we be without your uh, your beautiful tulips? And everyone goes, she does have beautiful tulips. Yeah, those tulips are nice. Yeah, like, what would we do about your rapping nephew? Who <laughs> with his friend yeah. Jazzy Jeff. Right. From West Philadelphia. <laughs> Born and raised. And... Uh, they they say yeah we should stick around and we should sue Michael McKeon <laughs> yeah and uh, that's pretty much <coughs> it it resolves they get the house they pay it off I do feel like he needed to have one kind of one more major pain that uh, McKeon killed him yeah. yeah one one more a steamroller just rolls yeah, him exactly. over yeah that'd be nowhere. great yeah, yeah like at the end of Problem Child two yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that uh-huh. kind of thing yeah that is that just sort of the end. Yeah, it cut, pretty um, much I mean then they say uh, um, you know who really uh, like this and they cut and it's grandma oh that's right yeah, yeah. like guys Florence Anderson came back for this it's such a it's a lame cameo to me it really is Jan she had control I read that she had control over it because they wanted her to come back and she yeah. didn't like what they had originally come to her oh. with so then I, she had more control and this is I guess what they I, came up with it's not yeah. I, I'd have loved to see what they originally came up with because I don't think this is very good it's Jan she's dealing with her voices again and she's jealous because the grandma's focusing on Marsha and uh, I guess she can just tell that Jan's in a mood because those demonic voices come in she just turns her and she goes Jan cut the crap yeah, and that's it. And then she that's snaps it, out yeah. of it. I guess it's supposed to be funny because here's the problem: is that this joke was done much better on Roseanne, like a year or two prior, where it's like no. the idea to me. I think the joke is supposed to be it's it's Carol Brady. It's this it's you know the friendly mom that we all right. know, and then she's saying like cut the cut crap. The she's crap. Right, yeah. right, right, right. But Maybe like she said shit. Yeah, like, like yeah. Roseanne did yeah. it better with uh, uh, the mom from Leave It to Beaver doing the same kind of a thing, oh, and yeah. it just had more impact because oh, okay. that's much more buttoned up. Yeah. Character. Then, and then she said some things about. And then Roseanne uh, said some things <laughs> about Maxine Waters. Yeah. about her black boss, and then got fired. And was like, "Why did I get fired?" <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you said shit about your guys. Boss. Don't tweet and do Ambien. Yeah, <laughs> she's nuts. Full on crazy. Um, I don't think it's just Ambien. I think yeah. there's a whole lots of problems no. there. It's so like, and it's so transparent too. The whole like, oh guys, I was on Ambien last night. No, that's We're what I'm saying. Yeah, that right. became that. That, that was the go-to. Exactly. Yeah. That was the go-to Ambien. excuse. Stupid crutch. It was my Ambien. Yeah, I was. Up. Go I was, to bed then. I was <laughs> on drugs, guys. Oh, okay. Then lock up your phone. Yeah, guys, I was really hyper alert at the time. Yeah, <laughs> I knew exactly what I was doing. 
Or no. But yeah, that the, the cameo is basically the end, and then yeah. they get more fucking the the, the nine screens, and they're that's all right. Then they do the they do the the Brady Bunch theme again. That's right. Uh, but it gets wackier. The, the right. cliffhanger is that Cindy's voices start up at the end, and they don't play with that in the next one. She's do, do they? I don't think so. I don't if think they so. do, it'd be if. It would be a waste because then, like, why would we've we just do the jam right, plot right, from right. this movie? Right, like, we've already two, done the joke. Two's actually quite bold because it deals with Greg and Marsha's attraction to each other. Yeah, it's, yeah there it's, is some incest. It's kind of yeah. creepy. It's, it's yeah. pretty bold, but uh, they aren't really related. That's true. When they, they, there's no blood, and when you have two hours and fifty minutes to play with, yeah. you can get into such is rich it, how, material. How long is it actually? Oh, it's like, only like it, it's 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 another ninety minute movie. I don't even know if it's probably like is it on hour forty? I don't think it is. It could not be over an hour forty five. I think it's. It over is over ninety. I think it probably is yeah. by a couple minutes, but yeah. But that was this. That was the Brady Bunch movie from nineteen ninety five, directed by Betty Thomas, and I I think if I'm not mistaken, she's gonna show up again on another another episode. The the, the I don't I don't know though. Spoilers? Spoilers? Mm. Maybe Question not in this mark? wave because guess what? We've only got one two more episodes in this wave of ninety. Um, Madeline, this is your last episode for this first wave, so thank you for being a part yes. of this. Oh, thank you up for until having now, me. And we will uh, hopefully have you back in uh, the new year when we start yeah. the next wave. Mm-hmm. And we'll give you uh, any movie you can choose from. We won't force Haunted Mansion <laughs> down your throat. <laughs> oh, I, it was, it was. hey, I wouldn't have watched it otherwise. So Surprisingly, that watch wasn't it. your choice. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. But uh, that is it for this week. Like I said, we've only got one more, uh, two more episodes. I'm sorry, I think one more because we're only doing one more recording but the other one is a, the last episode is a super surprise for Go- the audience gold mm. is king right gold, gold is king invest in gold invest in gold if you've, if you've seen the commercials you know that gold is at an all-time high mm-hmm. um and if you need to be reminded of that you can follow madeline on twitter because she's tweeting about it all the time. all the time all the time all the time it's like Come on. And you can also follow us on Twitter at 90 under 90 and you can send us questions, compliments, concerns, complaints, compliments. or uh, suggestions, movies you'd like to see in the next wave of 90. Perhaps we'll bump them up on our list. Yeah. 90 under 90 mm. at gmail.com. Yeah. We've already done that for one listener so far, but yeah. Um, that is it for this week. I am Jeremy Eden. I'm Dan Eden. I'm Madeline Matsey. Uh, that's a groovy rap. Mm.